Hey there, horror film fans. It's Stephen Wozniak, the jerk who played Jerry, the dastardly husband of Elaine in Anna Biller's horror romance feature film, The Love Witch. And you are listening to another fine podcast episode of Horror Homeschool. Enjoy. Hello, welcome back to Horror Homeschool. I'm Chris. And I'm Ashley. How's it going, Ashley? It's going. How are you? You feeling better? Yes, yes, I'm good. I'm, you don't uh, sound I'm... like death anymore. No. <laughs> I'm good, yeah, I'm very good. I'm very excited to talk about this movie today. Ooh, me too. Mm. And I'm very excited to introduce our special guest. She is the hair, lips and tits of the Drunken Horror Podcast. <laughs> it's Luna Turner. <laughs> What's going on? That was perfect. Hey, how hello both of you. I love that. That made me laugh so hard. Yeah. If anyone doesn't get that reference, listen to the Suspiria episode of Drunken Horror. You'll, you'll get that. But you know what? Actually, a, a funny story behind that episode. I was listening to it whilst I was in KFC car park. I was eating my vegan burger and I had my windows down because it was a warm day. And um, that part came up where you were discussing, like, what parts of um, the coven you would be, what yeah. body parts. And um, literally, as that as that part came up, like, a, an entire family walked past my car, and <laughs> you, you just screamed out, am I, like, hairy tits and lips? <laughs> All the children, like, looked at me, and I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> you just, like, gave them a thumbs up or something. I mean, it's a question the kid, even the kids need to know. So, That's you know, true. I mean, like, true. it's a fair question. And, you know, kids <laughs> these days, they start so young. So it's best get them updated. Absolutely. Right. Um, so for people who aren't familiar with your podcast, do you want to give them a brief rundown of what it is and what you do? Oh, yeah, sure. So myself and two others, Alice and Rebecca, we have a podcast that releases fortnightly and it's called The Drunken Horror Podcast. Where essentially we we have a few drinks, we and we deep dive our favorite horror films, and we are gradually branching out to maybe in the future do horror games and actually have guests on to talk about, you know, the like the hotties of horror, which you two featured on, and also just basically queerness in horror, etc. So yeah, it's basically just us having a few drinks and talking, talking about things we love about the the movie we just watched. So our most recent episode was Suspiria, as you've just brought up, which um, was my pick and my favorite. I would say my favorite film. So um, I basically deep dived into that bit too much, which is why I'm the hair. No, not, not too much. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. I was. Oh. I'm all about it. 
Thank yeah, you. it was a fantastic episode. We were actually just nerding out about that episode before you entered the chat. And uh, we we're just saying how amazing it was just to listen to you nerd out about Suspiria because and it, like, it wasn't even nerding watched... out. It was like you were just you you took it from such an intellectual point too. Like it was like you <laughs> deep dived into it and it was just beautiful and I loved it and it made me so happy. <laughs> yeah. Oh thank you. Cause honestly I came out of that and I said to Alice and Rebecca, I was like, oh, I feel like I just ra- I was rambling. I had to really edit myself and be like, oh, okay, stop, because I really wanted because I could talk about it all day. And I really needed that. I really wanted to make sure that these two have like participation as well. I really wanted their input, what they thought about it as well. Or was it, would it, it just would have been like hours of me talking about like the connection between Nazis and these witches and this stuff? Yeah. No, it was amazing to hear. So I've only ever watched that film once and I didn't obviously take that much away from it. So hearing you talk about it and shed that light and that different angle it just opened it up to me even more. And I was like, okay, I need to rewatch this movie. Yeah, I think I'm going to rewatch it today. No, do. It, it is, honestly, it's one of those, it's just, like I said, it's a slow build film, but I, I feel like I really do encourage people to watch it like over and over or like just give it, give it like a couple goes because like you, the more I watch it, the more I notice more things that I didn't realise that was there. And I kind of, that made me want to look more into it. And it just, there's this whole like, background to it that I feel like as a casual watcher you just would never pick up on unless you really gave it the time it deserves yeah definitely there's a lot more like meat in that movie like than compared to the original one like I absolutely love the original yeah Um, of course of course I do as well I prefer it like over that one but mainly due to like the aesthetic of it like I just think the look of the original Suspiria is just one of the most beautiful films uh-huh. you, you'll ever see. And oh, the score, it is. like the score from Goblin, incredible. Um, but yeah, it's a whole different ball game for this the, the remake, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so very its own thing, like because uh, a lot of people think it's just the same film that's been redone, but it's really not. It's kind of like no. it's it's completely its own standalone film, which which is why I'm like, go watch it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So actually, you're schooling us today with this movie. Because it's one you introduced to both of us, like we hadn't seen it before. Um, so this is interesting. Uh, but how are you rolling today, Luna? In drunken horror style with a tipple? Or are you being good? Uh, I'm sober, actually, I'm actually super, sober I'm horror actually, homeschool student. I'm actually hungover today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, let's just say I did pre's before the podcast. <laughs> but yesterday, but um. So I've been, I'm taking it easy. I mean, I'm going out for drinks tomorrow as well. So I just thought, okay, maybe today let's just chill out and maybe get my bearings straight so I'm actually appropriate for this episode. Very good. You, you've been a good uh, horror home. Yeah, you know, I wanted to be a good guest. I didn't want people to yeah. panic and just think like, Jesus, who the hell is this drunk bitch? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate no, it. I'm, I'm so glad you invited me. It was I was very much honoured. Thank you. And we had to have you on for this episode. Like, as soon as me and Ashley watched this movie, I was like, right, we are doing this yes. on the pod now. Yep. It's being on our good for her season. And Luna's coming on. It has to be. So Yeah, this uh, is but, a great film. I love this film. <laughs> but before we talk about the movie, I'm going to ask you some questions about you to get to know your horror movie background and taste a little bit. Okay. So the listeners will get to know what you're all about. So I sent you some questions over. Yeah. Um, so the first one, what is a horror movie that you hate? Okay. I hate this movie. And I swear to God, I will 
I, I honestly, it also could tie into the second question, but I'm, I'm going to leave it as its own. The Lighthouse. I cannot oh. stand this. I cannot stand this movie, and I feel like it was. It's terrible. And I feel, I personally feel, I do not care what people say to me of what they liked about it, what they thought was good about it. I don't want to watch a, a supposed horror film about two fucking drunk men in a lighthouse going crazy and just farting and drinking for an hour straight. <laughs> Thank you. I am Thank not interested. You. I really am not interested. The best part about that film was the ending where the bit with the seagull, like shitting on that guy and kit like pecking him. Best bit, honestly, I I hated this one. It was so boring, <laughs> and then I speak to people and they love this film, and I'm like, why, why? I hate it. It's oh, it drives me mad when people compliment yeah. this film. One thousand percent agree. Like I looked so forward to this movie. I was like, this is gonna be great. You know, his first film was super awesome, mm-hmm. and um, Kevin and I, my partner and I, went and watched it. And the entire time, we're kind of just, like, glancing at each other, like, what is this? What is this? <laughs> and it just kept exactly. going. And I, I don't like to walk out of movie theaters very often, you know? Like, it really has to be a terrible movie. This movie. I, I almost did. You went did. to the cinema to see that. <laughs> yes. It was long. It was boring. Oh, it my was, God. It was like a, a student had made an art film trying too hard. It was yes, just. Exactly. And, and then the the farting and then the, the masturbating <laughs> and then the just over and over i was like what is this what is this it was terrible it was god i was looking at like what i would assume is like uh, just like a frat boy in university or something like that his day-to-day routine and i'm just like i do not want to i'm like i just don't want to watch this like i i'm like where is the horror hello and then people are like oh it's it's a slow burn they like this and that happens i'm like oh grow up no it's like shut up it's just like I know. some drunk men <laughs> I have That's a the friend who like a friend who was like oh it was so great it was just so great and I was like dude I was like I don't I don't see it I was like what is wrong with you and he's just like yeah it's just so great and fantastic <laughs> and I loved it so much and I was like I can't with you right now because like I've only terrible. ever heard I'm sorry to interrupt. I was gonna say I've only ever heard men like this film. I've never spoken to um oh. like any of the, the my female friends about who enjoy horror. No one has ever liked this film. I don't think any of my yeah. female friends have seen it. I, it's, it's I like terrible. this movie. Yeah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I do. I'm <laughs> exactly. sorry, I can't agree. Boo. Um it really did sort of blow me away. And How? we'll so, get into it more when we then. When we, we'll get into it more when we review <laughs> no. it. But I'm so curious to hear what you have to say about it because I'm like, I, I want to know what a ma- what exactly you thought was so amazing about this film. It just, <laughs> it was the acting. I mean, the acting was me. phenomenal. It I mean, Willem Dafoe me. is just a crazy man in himself. Like, it wasn't even like he was acting. <laughs> oh my god! And it was just, and then the mystery of like what's going on up in the in the lighthouse at the top. Like, is he just <laughs> having a giant wank? Like, what's all that goo coming down? Like. You know, there's a mermaid, <laughs> and then he's wanking over a mermaid. Like this, just like it, just blew my mind. It was just like, what is, what is this film? Like I'd never seen anything like it before, and just it just no. I want to burn that film. I do as well. I'm so just, glad that somebody uh, yeah. agrees with me. I mean, Kevin yeah. hated it too. He was like, I didn't understand it. He was like, it was stupid. He's like, it's just Willem Dafoe farting the whole time. <laughs> Thank you. I'm like, well, like I understand they wanted to incorporate some realism to it. Like, you know, there's, there's like two two guys in the lighthouse, like obviously in a, in their space a lot of the time. But I'm like, 
this is getting so repetitive to the point where I'm like, I feel like I'm there as well. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm disgusted. I'm can just, you just like, like eat right. something healthy or something? God. <laughs> The, the like thing, what could they gonna eat <laughs> the thing is yeah. with this film right it struck a chord with me because it's similar to willie's wonderland where i can relate to doing that job like the monotony of it like you know people in willie's wonderland are saying like what you know what are we doing we're watching them clean a bathroom like how is that entertaining I that movie though that movie is good <laughs> but i was like i i, I relate to it because i've had jobs like that I've had jobs like the lighthouse, like literally I used to be a security guard and there were shifts where you would do an overnight shift from like 10 at night till eight in the morning and you'd be sat in a confined space with another random bloke who you'd never met before and they'd fart and they'd be weird and they'd bring strange food and it sounds like my literal nightmare. You were trapped with this person (laughs) in an enclosed space for that's, an murder, that's definitely how murders happen. Honestly, I'm not I, did you that's break you each pulse. other off? I <laughs> <laughs> well, that never happened with me. However, there were rumors of a certain a pair of brothers that used to oh, do things no. like that. But honestly, I have had some very bizarre encounters. Okay, sorry. Yeah, who's, brothers. Who's getting <laughs> <out of here? laughs> honestly, oh my god, <laughs> I've had some very bizarre encounters with that job. And this took me back to that, and it was horrifying. So that's why this film, to me, <laughs> struck a chord. Get out of here. <laughs> so, but yeah, I'm anyway. I'm boo you. Digressing a bit. I'll get into that, like, more when we talk about that movie eventually, but... I'm not I, rewatching it. I, We're I, just going to go off part of my memory. <laughs> I'm not rewatching. I'm not putting myself I'm, like, absolutely the same. <laughs> so let's move on to the next question. What is a horror movie that you think is overrated? So honestly, I struggled with this one because to be fair, there's not a lot of, ho- I don't encounter, I want to say a whole lot of horror films who I find they're overrated. Like I could obviously say, I really want to say the lighthouse, but I thought, though, now let's just spice it up a bit. The only two that really came to mind and I, and like, there was, I'm going to give it two and I'll, I'll give like a brief explanation for both of them. But the first one is It, chapter two when they're all grown up. I just find it so cheesy to the point where it took away a lot from the horror because obviously I've read the books and I know what the books are capable, how gruesome the books are. So for them to just, it kind of, it chapter two just turned into like a bit of a comedy show for me. And I was just a bit like, ugh. Yeah, it it was treading water as well. Like it it felt exactly the same beats from the first film, like. yeah. It was a huge letdown for me because I loved the first one so much. Yeah, exactly. I didn't so like it either. I watched just, about yeah. 10 minutes of it and turned it off. And I haven't rewatched wow. it. Yeah, I was like, this is stupid. This is like, no. Mm-mm. It's like they got all these really cool visuals. They 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 got, I forget the actor's name, who kept, who who, do, who portrays it. He does such a great job, does a great job at it. And like, they... They just have all the elements there, but they just do not know how to utilize it. Yeah, and that's what 100%. bothers me the most. And then they just turn it into this little comedy. It, it was almost like watching a comedy play. Very, yeah. It was like very theatrical and campy at points. And, but, but to the point where I was like, oh, okay, I would love this if, it, if, the, if I didn't like, wasn't into the, the, this book, if I didn't know that much about it. I'd watch it and be like, oh, this is quite funny. But as like a It fan, I was like, Ugh, okay. Yeah. It was a huge, huge missed opportunity, in my opinion. Um, What did you think of the original with Tim Curry? I I really enjoyed it. Well, actually, because what you have the original, you have the original two films, but didn't they release a series as well? I think Tim's series was in the series. It was basically 
it it was called a TV miniseries, but they basically aired part one and two in two separate parts on oh, okay. on, the, on the television. So um, that's that's what it was. I mean, Tim Curry is it? I think is fucking scary. Like even that, because I remember when I was a very young kid and seeing things like that. Um, that that VHS tape was in uh, my store on the corner. Like you know, where you go rent a video. Yes, I, and that VHS tape used to scare the shit out of me. Just the cover of it, you know, the white <laughs> cover with Tim Curry. Because yeah, I was it... as as a kid, I was really into clowns. Like I I loved clowns. Like so to see like a horror version yeah. of a clown, <laughs> and honestly, that it gave me nightmares just seeing it sat in a video shop. So I avoided that film for years because the cover used to scare me so much. No, well, you see, it's not just you. Like my oldest brother, um, I think he watched it. And he ended up uh, rolling out of his bed and breaking his nose because he had like a nightmare about it. It was all, so yeah, like it's it's definitely traumatized a few people. That's amazing. <laughs> um, did you say you had a second part to that yeah. answer? Or? Yeah. So see, this was released on Netflix. I watched this on Netflix, but um, it was like I don't know if you've seen it, but essentially it was um, the platform where they because this oh. has kind of been this has been remade there's enough forget what the cult film is called there's another film that was made that has the exact same concept but this one it was just a bit like i just found the whole entire thing gross which i suppose is what they want to portray people as is gross and like how greedy they can be and like essentially it's all about sharing this that the other but like i remember watching this and thinking oh i should really enjoy this this is going to be like a very psychological thing have a lot more meaning but then I got to the end of it and I was like I actually just feel really gross and I just think all the food scenes were disgusting and I just think by I was like I'm actually just lost my appetite more than anything I just felt the film was just a bit too gluttonous for me I've never heard of this I'm just looking it up at the moment yeah I didn't watch it um Kevin did and yeah he he didn't really care for it either like I know the concept and I was like okay that's fine yeah. but it, it's just it didn't it was- look- no, sorry, you go. I was going to say, it just didn't look appealing to me, so I'm just... No, nah. exactly. No, it's just, there was just like certain scenes about it, which I thought were a bit silly and didn't really make any sense, because I feel like people go into this, this system that they have set up for the platform, um, will either willing, willingly to avoid like a, like a worse punishment or something, or some people just do it for the sake of doing it. So this woman goes in with her like dog, and I'm like, why is your dog there? And then, of course, the dog ends up dying because it's a room full of starving people and people eat the dog. And I'm just like, oh, I was nope. I'm sorry. Sorry to spoil it. You sorry. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm, <laughs> um, I'm in it. The dog dying. Yeah. But like it's, it's just, I was just a bit like, this is kind of really silly. Like, I don't. Why? Is she, like, I, I had more like questions for like the people. What the, why? Yeah, it just was a bit too silly for me. I just kind of felt mm. like I can understand they're trying to have this deeper meaning, but I was like, this is ridiculous now. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, I'll give that one a miss, I think. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I would. You're not missing. There's a, there's a film exactly like, I forget the name of it, but it's a lot better. And it's actually, um, I think it's visually a lot uh, prettier to watch as well, I would say. Cool. So what is a horror movie that you think is underappreciated? So... Uh, this is, I struggled with this one, and I want to say Alien Resurrection. Now, see, Alien Resurrection came off uh, the infamous Alien 3, which a lot of people didn't like because it, it kind of um, steered off the whole plot of Alien, and a lot of people just didn't like the fact that Newt died, and and then basically Sigourney Weaver 
kills herself right at the end. Um, because essentially that's not really what happens in like the comic books and stuff. It doesn't follow the story correctly. And a lot of people got really pissed off by that. So when Alien Resurrection came about, I think they tried to save the franchise a bit. And I personally love this. I think this was the, like the very first horror film I got into that made me really realize I like one, I enjoy Sigourney Weaver. And two, I really love this franchise. And I really kind of opened the door to horror for me a little bit. And it just... A lot of people say that this isn't, they really don't like this film, but I think it's actually really fun and actually well well filmed. And there's, it's just a really cool concept. I really like it. I don't think I've seen Alien Resurrection. How the um, hell have you not seen Alien Resurrection? Because because I didn't like three. So See, I just... this, is, this is why people don't watch it because they didn't like three and it's yeah. not fair. It's so, <laughs> so it's not fair. I have not yet watched those yet, so don't hate me. I'm going to. I promise. Oh yeah, that's another. To... That's another one we need to cover. The alien podcast. <laughs> I just. I haven't gotten that far yet. And, and... Okay. You no, know maybe I'll watch those today instead. I mean, to seen... be fair, Alien. I didn't hate Alien Three, but I'm just saying I didn't hate it. But I'm just. I can understand why people didn't like it. But give Resurrection a go. It's great. It's actually a really. I think you would really enjoy it. Honestly, after uh, the recommendation that you gave for this this movie that we're talking about today, I trust you implicitly, so. I do too, especially since you hate the light. <laughs> you yeah, are top I... tier in my book. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I was in stitches when you were talking about that film on your podcast, like when you were just saying about the old man farting. So fucking funny. It's like, um, oh God, I'm getting angry at this thinking about it. Oh, I want to go back to that too, because I read a, um, somebody had posted something about it and a comment was like, if I wanted to hear two men farting or a man, old man farting, I would just call up my dad and ask him to record him sleeping. Yeah, thank <laughs> like, you. Yeah, thank you. I I just go visit my dad myself, and I I'm like, no, that is not a right. reason to visit your father. How's Robert Eggers got a thing about farting though? Because if you watch The Northman, like, oh yes, that's he, in, Willem like, Dafoe farts in that as well, doesn't he? Yeah, it's um no, it's the child like when he's like the child. <laughs> oh yeah, and right. then he's like, oh my god, he's like, it's so gross because he's literally like, oh that smells like a strong puff or something, and I'm yeah. like, ew, <laughs> stop oh, I haven't it. seen it yet, but I heard it's terrible. Oh, from... the Northman. Oh yeah, don't bother. It's fucking shit, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, you're the you're the second or third person that's told me that. Too. Oh, it's just <laughs> terrible. Amazing visuals. I think the visuals are really yeah, it nice. Looks kind of like, yeah, I don't think it carries the film that much. No, yeah. I don't understand why it's got such high ratings everywhere. It's just bizarre. And yeah, Robert Eggers has definitely got like a farting fetish or something. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> he <laughs> must <laughs> have. It's, uh, I'm going to have to look into that. Like, this is getting a bit <laughs> out of hand. <laughs> There's a name for it. That I'm sure there is. Like, people like love shit like that. Why did you sniff after you said that? <laughs> I'm just inhaling one I've done. Um... Oh my, <laughs> filthy. Okay, so horror movie you love? I mean, I think you guys can guess this one, but I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna <laughs> say it again. Suspiria 2018. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I could easily say something else. I could have just said like Doctor Sleep or something, but I'm gonna go with Suspiria because I will see this film. I will take this film to the grave with me if I could. So. <laughs> I it's love a great, it's you, a great fucking film. You said on your podcast that you literally listen to this movie on Amazon when you're walking around. I was like, wow, 
she is dedicated. She loves that film. <laughs> no, I. It's just like some of the quotes in them that they really just hit me in the right places. I know that might sound a bit like cliche or ridiculous, but it's just no. like like the particular spot, like point where Tilda Swinton is speaking. Well, Madame Blanc is like talking to Susie when she's like practicing her jumps. It's just that whole scene where they talk about what like what part of the company she wants to be I find it so beautiful and just it just hits me in like a really emotional spot I don't know mm. I don't know it's a it's a great it's a great one um you mentioned Dr Sleep that's another one that I need to check out still I didn't realize it was that good so I um I read the books well the audiobook and um then I watched the film and surprisingly this is I know this is controversial to say but I prefer the film to the books Right. Okay. It's just because I really, I really enjoyed the way it was filmed, and um, I just, I really enjoyed, um, oh gosh, I forget, forgot her name. Basically, the antagonist I really like, Rose the Hat. She's really cool, and she just like is really like re- she's really like she's stunning, and she's just like this really cool character, a really cool and like, a, like villain. She plays a villain very well, and she's like you could tell she has this element of like luring people in with her kindness. It's like it's very manipulative. It's kind of um, yeah. And another film that's got child actors in it that I kind of like didn't mind because that's a, usually a re- like something I really struggle with. When there's ch- mm. child in horrors, I'm like, no, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's not how it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I like Hugh McGregor as well, so I'm excited to see him in that. Yeah, no, it's um, I I really like the film. I I think. I think it's again. I watch a lot of these slow burn films, and this is Doctor Sleep. I want to say has a bit of a slow burn to it. Is it does have a long runtime, um, but I kind of like. I find myself liking that about films because I feel like when films kind of end too quickly, I feel like oh, I feel I kind of think oh, maybe they sh- there's a lot of there's there's loose ends that should have been tied up here. But when films kind of build up to a suspenseful moment, I prefer that because I'm like oh, okay, I'm getting all the knowledge. I'm getting what's bringing us to that point. Mm. um and yeah i just i just enjoy it i guess because it's like it's nice to just chill there and watch something for a bit awesome i i love a short trashy slasher myself but <laughs> that's just me i'm a simple man <laughs> i mean i do like those as well i'm gonna be totally honest like we'll get to that <laughs> uh, so what is a horror movie that you can watch over and over Oh, <laughs> there's a few actually but I only just I put one down because it's the first one that popped into my head but I there's honestly quite a few um and I'm just gonna stick I'm gonna go quite campy and go Bride of Chucky <laughs> nice. like this is a great because obviously with um it's the first introduction of um oh my god her name Tiffany Tiffany yes Tiffany and she just makes that movie so good and so entertaining Along with like Charlie Charlie Ray's act like the like his killer vibes and stuff. It's just yeah. it's a great they're such a great duo. Yeah, they and, have a great um, dynamic. Yeah. Exactly. And it's just I find it so funny. Like the film is ridiculously funny and just it to the point where it's like even the sex scene in like the, the like they'll <laughs> the, the, like the honeymoon hotel and it, it's just so ridiculous. And yeah. I love that like they I could honestly pop that on all day while I'm working or something and it'll always entertain me. Yeah, that's a great answer. Yeah, it's, it's a such an entertaining movie. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, no, it really is. <laughs> yeah, you've got them to look forward to, Ashley, because Ashley's only ever seen the first Child's Play. Oh, can't She wait. didn't like it, did you? No, I liked it. I mean, it's just, it's silly. I'm not, you know me, I don't like dolls. Like, they 
scare me. Like, even yesterday, I went to thrift store and there was like four porcelain dolls down one aisle, and I was just like, "Don't look at them! Don't look at them! Don't look!" At them, they <laughs> my, scare my, me. My, my nan used to make dolls, and she had a room in her house that was the doll room, and oh, it was dying. literally wall to floor, like just dolls just on shelves all around. And in the living room, she had like a dresser with drawers. And in the drawers was all the parts to make the dolls. So you'd have like a drawer with eyes in. Like no. <laughs> I, I, I honestly, I like that sort of thing. So that wouldn't have bothered me. I actually would have thought that was, would have been so cool to you. I would have got my nan's way to teach me how to make that. That would have been really a fun skill to have. Yeah, <laughs> it was fascinating. She had a kiln and everything like, oh, it was that's uh, fallen, though. I mean, that's quite cool. a vibe. <laughs> oh, I feel like me and your nan would have got on quite well. <laughs> I think you would have. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, name a horror movie that surprised you. Um, the this one, honestly, this one I didn't really know how to answer. So I only I went down to the one um, Hereditary, which I saw in the cinema. And like, I'm just going to go back to like mm. the, the Lampo scene because honestly, <laughs> that really, I don't think anybody was really expecting that. No. And I, I, I think it, it literally, it's kind of like, yeah. It's, it's iconic in a way. Yes, it's absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And like that, I still think, I always think that, oh, what is an intense like cinema experience? And that always, yeah. hands down, has always been like insane. Like the cinema was just, everyone was just like, I have no idea how to fucking react to this. It's kind of like, <laughs> it's kind of like, it, it, it's, it's like, was. no, it was like everyone frozen in place. It was that, it, it was like ridiculous. I loved it. That's the yeah. scariest movie I've ever seen, for it, sure. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's one of mine too. Yeah. It, it, it's like, it really scared you, scared you. Yeah, yeah. like, um, quick little story. But after we watched that movie, like Kevin had sleep paralysis. And that's the only time he's ever had sleep paralysis when we've been together. And um, I had like this black figure floating above me all night and I didn't sleep that night. And then as soon as we like we returned the movie, um, it went away. So, yeah, that movie is the scariest movie I've ever seen. OK, a haunted uh, box set or like DVD. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so I don't know if you guys, you guys probably I don't know. You guys have this. It's called uh, Red Box and it's like this little machine that you can rent movies out of it was this was before like um well not before but this was like we we rented it because we didn't have like it on streaming or something I don't remember but so then you return it the next day and it's like two dollars or whatever so you return it the next day so as soon as I got it out of my house it went away interesting okay so (laughs) damn okay (laughs) sounds like bloody curse that dvd (laughs) But I do want to watch it again. Just I definitely saying. recommend it. I I think it's a few, it's a well, it's a great movie. So yeah, no, it was yeah. it was fantastic. I mean, we're gonna talk about that <laughs> soon too, right? Right, Chris? Hopefully at some point. Yeah, um, we've got a like lot to get year. through. It's not really a good for her film. So oh no. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, that pole is very sexy. It really is. <laughs> my skinny, strong. What a Literally, like, absolutely. Able to... Never, I, won't, I won't spoil it too much, so I won't say it. I'm like, that yeah. ball will knock your block off. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should do a good for her shirt with just the pole. <laughs> I mean, I'm a fan. <laughs> Brilliant. 
Okay, so what is a movie, a horror movie, that you uh, find to be a guilty pleasure? If you two don't agree with me on this one, I'm going to be very surprised, but I'm going to put Mars Attack. Um, oh, I love that movie. It's, it's so such good. a great, it is such a great campy horror yes. movie. It's so ridiculous, and it's just, it's so funny as well. And yeah, it's, just, it's so funny. It, it, yeah, it's just like such an entertaining film to the point where I was like, is this even considered a horror? But of course, it's kind of like a sci-fi horror, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so and like good. People getting killed and stuff. So yeah, it's um, yeah, I guess you could say it's horror. I yeah. like the, those type of horrors, though, like that one and the killer clowns from outer space, just like that oh, weird, yes. goofy sci-fi horror vibe is just fantastic. No, I absolutely agree. I have, I, cause I remember seeing um, killer clowns from outer space a while ago, and I thought, oh, my God, what is ha- actually happening in this film? And I was like, but I love it so much. It's, and Chris, if you like, if you like clowns, then you should watch yeah. <laughs> it's 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 just really entertaining. Definitely recommend it. Yeah, actually, that leads into the next question quite well because this is that's definitely a film, a horror movie that I should have seen by now. Uh, Killer Clowns. What is one that you should have seen by now? Um, so I keep. Do you know what I got recommended this on TikTok? But it's also I want to say like a, about three other people have recommended it to me. Um, I don't know too much about it, but it's called The Wailing, 2016. It's a, if I'm not mistaken, it's a Korean horror. Um, mm. And apparently, if I'm not mistaken, it follows like this, this, um, there's loads of brutal mur- murders. And I believe uh, this village like blame it on like this person visiting. But supposedly, it's meant to be very good and it's meant to be very suspenseful and scary. So. Um, that's on my list to watch because like it keeps popping like it's like as the world is trying to tell me something it keeps popping up on my feeds and stuff like have you seen this film or a scary film you should really watch and I'm like okay I'll bloody watch it Jesus <laughs> yeah this looks good I'm just checking it out now I'll put this on my list too yeah no it's um it's like and also um the director um I forget I think his name I can't actually I've made a note of his name I can't, like so forgive me if anyone is Korean Nah Nahonjin. Yeah. I'm sure that is not how you say it, but um, I'm probably butchered that. But he directed a few other really good films, and I feel like he, um, he's directed something else recently that was very good. And I, I should have checked it out. I can't, I can't remember now. But he's like a, he's like renowned to be a very good horror director. So it's, so I think this is a film that I would definitely be, I put down for people to listen to. Yeah, I need to, to watch. Sorry, I need to check out more films like that. Like I watched um, this Japanese horror the other day called Dark Water. Have you heard of yeah, that? I have. Yes. Um, it, they did a remake of it that apparently is not as good. Um, but it's uh, it's really weird because it's so so similar to the Amanda Lamb case. Oh. Like literally, the stuff that happens in that movie that is what happened to her. There's the elevator scene. There's um even the water tower like the you mean the one that happened in the cecil hotel here yeah in america yeah yeah and it's that quite bizarre it's because... one of my favorite um sorry i'm trying to look for something that's one of my favorite true crime type uh well stories. i mean i've just looked it up and it just says um dark waters mostly stays true to the real story so yeah i think the film is supposedly meant to portray the story no 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 it's this was made before it happened oh <gasps> wait what oh this i'm, was not... made okay, in I'm 2002. watching it dark water was made in 2002 oh okay i'm not it... sure when the amanda lamb thing happened but it was after that 
But what I took away from it was she must have been obsessed with this movie to the point where it scared her so much that she had to reenact it. Um, so it puts a whole you know, new dimension to the viewing of watching that film. It's very disturbing. It's actually I, a very, very good film. I'm going to double check that out again because like, I feel I've definitely like it's tweaked something in me. I'm just like, ooh, it's like sparred my curiosity. Like it's uh, poked my curiosity. Yeah, it's. I do recommend it. it. It's a slow burn, but it's so good. Oh, I love it then. It's all good. Yeah, <laughs> check it out. So, yeah, I'm all about a slow burn uh, horror film too. Yeah. Should we absolutely. Should we talk about the Love Witch then? Yes, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> so, the Love Witch actually released as an independent film in 2016, and it only got a theatrical release in the UK, Ireland, Brazil, and Portugal. And that wasn't until the year after, in 2017. And um, it actually didn't get released in America and Canada until last year. And even then, it was a TV premiere. So that was a an interesting little tidbit. I can't believe. Yeah. It's kind of. No wonder kinda I weird. haven't really seen much about it until recently. Yeah. I'm kind of curious to know. I wonder if it's based mainly, maybe based on what it's about. That maybe they're not allowed to put it in certain regions. You know, so it's, true, true. It's got like witchcraft in it. It's got like seduction and all that jazz. So it's too randy maybe... for you, Americans. Oh yeah, well, actually no. Um, America should be the first one on that. <laughs> so... You think so? Yeah, like absolutely. that's all we're about. But then as soon as anybody like opens up about it, they're like, oh my god. How we dare. don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Two Austin Powers for America. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> so um, it's written and directed by Anna Biller, who mm-hmm. I'd never heard of until this point. Um, she's very, very talented, clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to check out more of her stuff. So I think she only has like two movies. Yeah, and she one acted of them... in one of them as well. I was going to say, one of yeah. them she, she was in herself. Yeah. The um a lot of her the films just basically what I'm seeing seems to follow a very similar like color palette and mm. it has they very much she has a very unique style in terms of how she films her films. Um, yeah. One of the films that she has done that I I've heard about before and I do want to watch it. It's like a visit from an incubus. Um, nice. I, I, I was like looking at it today and I was like oh that's I've been that is on like one of my lists so I'm gonna so it's quite it's quite nice to see that I was like oh she did the love witch so I'm gonna. Like I'm gonna have to like look up like deep dive a bit into her work, but um, yeah. yeah, like it looks, it look, always looks, um, looks very well. I just enjoy the color palette of like her. Yeah, her I style. do. Her style is really cool. So I'll read the synopsis and then we'll do some trivia because you got some trivia, haven't you, Ashley? Mm-hmm. Um, so the synopsis is pretty simple. A modern day witch uses spells and magic to get men to fall in love with her, with deadly consequences. So. What's the trivia for this film, Ashley? So there's not much, unfortunately, but um, the, let's see, four pieces that I have. Um, so, of course, her name is Anna, Anna Biller. And it says, while writing the script, she was reading a whole bunch of relationship self-help books. Um, so she read in some of them that says, in order to keep a man around, love them, love them less than he loves you. And so then it goes on to say she noticed a parallel between this um, and what the female characters in classic cinema is, like 1940s-ish. And it was like she saw that they were like people or women who would love a man to death. So she created 
um, the Love Witch to do the same. Amazing. Um, and then let's she's, see. She's almost like Robert Eggers. She does her research and she makes it authentic. Yeah. The next <laughs> With le- less farting, though. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> thank God. Oh, Jesus. Um, the next one says uh, she she chose a witch because they're powerful historical tropes of women's sexuality. Um, and so basically, like, since it's been handed down from generation to generation, you know, um, she really thought that a witch would be a powerful thing to write about. Um, this one's a really cool piece of trivia it's um she designed all of the sets and the costumes herself wow and she even created that pentagram rug that she lays on (laughs) i want that rug i want it too i want everything in her apartment (laughs) absolutely i know me too oh it's so pretty so um i have a goof um so (laughs) when elaine performs her seductive dance for richard causing her, him to bite her rear. Um, so before he actually bites her, there's red bite marks there already um, oh, on, really? the, on, the, on the right buttock because uh, it's from previous takes that they didn't use. Oh, no. <laughs> nice. Which I'll yeah. look out for next time. <laughs> Samantha must have been like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Stop biting me, bum. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, what we'll do is we'll do initial thoughts and then we'll break apart the movie. We'll talk about storyline, the cinematography, the music, the acting. That's part. Okay. Um, so Lu- Luna, seeing as you're our guest and um, the reason why we both watched this movie, um, you should go first. But, uh, because obviously when we guested on your podcast, the Hotties of Horror episode, you mentioned Samantha Robinson as a hottie of horror, which obviously, yeah. yes. Um, we hadn't seen The Love Witch, but you said it would fit perfectly into our upcoming Good For Her season. Absolutely. Um, so, which it does. Uh, it fits right in there perfectly. But what yeah. is your relationship with this film? When did you first see it? What did you first think, etc.? So, it's this is such a weird one because this film kind of came out of nowhere for me in terms of, I, I went to the cinema to see it because uh, there was only one <gasps> show, showing of it. And it was oh really, God. which I thought was like so weird. And um. So my flatmate, who who's like very much into these types of films as well, she saw, she saw the app and she was like, "Oh, we should go." And I think I, this was like a, th- a few years ago. I think it must be in 2017 when it or 16 or when it actually they mm-hmm. showcased it. But there's a show in here in Brighton, and we went. And honestly, I was blown away at how mm. it was so funny and so good. And yeah, I I, I oh no, that was I went with my best friend Matthew. And I remember me and Matthew laughing the whole entire film because it was so funny, and but yeah. like because we enjoyed it so much, and everything that was happening in this film was so good. <laughs> and it, it was just like it just kind of really reminded us of our how we are with one another, and just <laughs> and it just the ridiculousness and how everything was just over the top. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and essentially, there was one per- one guy came in. I remember he was sitting a few rows in front of us, and this always stood out to me. And I got through halfway the film, and he stood up and left, and he never came back. And <laughs> me and Matthew were just like misogynist. <laughs> oh, for sure. At what point was it? Was it when the guy came in, the the leader of the coven? And stuff? Oh, oh, God, it must have been bloody. Uh, what's his name? Um, Jeffrey, the gross high priest. Yeah, that's how I've called. Call He's like, I don't like the representation of the men in this film. Walks out. <laughs> yeah, no, not exactly. all men, even though he's like disgusting. <laughs> 
But um, yeah, no, uh, yeah, I watched it and I just loved it. And that's how it has ended up on my, um, on kind of like my top horror. Well, I don't know, I don't even want to put it as, sometimes I don't even think of it as a horror, but it kind of, it really is. And um, yeah, I, I would just, class it as a horror. I love it to the point where, I mean, I love Samantha Robertson in this film. She's stunning. I have a lot of like some of the lawn, like lingerie she wears, I have. Um, not mm, the nice. exact one, but like I, so, you know, I, I find myself when, when I was going to kind of go into my transitioning, if I had to someone to compare it to, it would be like Samantha Robinson, because I would even kind of do my makeup like hers as well. Mm. And um, yeah, honestly, she's kind of uh, low-key inspired me uh, and my femininity, I would say, like secretly. Maybe I don't give her enough credit, but yeah, she is someone I would want to... Uh, look like I guess yeah, <laughs> that's amazing same. that this film actually impacted you on that level like that's yeah. so cool <laughs> I, I mean there's many other ladies out there but I would say Samantha Robertson in this film definitely triggered mm. something for me and I was like damn I need to get on board with this that's so cool I know um, makeup is stunning <laughs> so can I do my initial thoughts first Ashley and then you uh, of course you can <laughs> so I'm oh, jump- jumping at the bit to talk about this movie because I was absolutely blown away by it um yeah i'm just i'm in love with it i'm in love with elaine parks and <laughs> i will be eternally grateful to you luna for bringing them both into my life uh, <laughs> just everything about this movie the music the cinematography the acting the aesthetic like oh my god it just looks incredible like i just love it all so much it's just a fucking joy to watch like it's just a unique and stunning film and just so funny as fucking, well. <laughs> just a vibe and i just love it so much <laughs> it's 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 so fun to watch. i think it's a film you can even put on if you have like friends over and like it's just because like when the really ridiculous moments happen you just everyone's just like what on earth is going on yeah. what is elaine doing now <laughs> it's yeah, amazing it's i've never seen so anything good. quite like it before and I, I i watched it um and then ashley was like oh is it good and i was like dude you have to watch this like you, you just have to experience it So what did you think about it, Ashley? I found it so amazing. And I was really disappointed in myself for waiting so long to see it. Because I would always see memes or whatever about it. And I'm like, man, it looks so good. But uh, I don't know. And then after you said it was really good, I was like, okay, trust Chris. And my my, my whole mind was blown. Like, everything about it was beautiful. She's stunning. And it was just aesthetically pleasing all the way around and there's just something about like when people make um movies these days but have it like kind of with a vintage vibe or you know whatever I love that I love it so much that's why I love Stranger Things that's why I love you know just like just stuff like that I just I love that aesthetic it's my new favorite thing like my my new favorite director is ty west and i've not even seen x yet but like i love 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 the house of the devil like oh my god yeah i watched that film for the first time the other week and it blew me away like just the way it was shot the way it looked the way it was acted like it felt like a authentic 70s movie and i just i think it's such a talent for a director to be able to capture that like like a time capsule it's crazy Mm -hmm. No, it's so, absolutely. So similar with with this movie, it's just it's like it was taken from that '60s exploitation period and just just reproduced to this day. It's it's so well done. 
I'm a big fan of that as well. Like, it's like, like Suspiria is exactly the same. They've it's almost like been transported. It's just because they mm. are able to capture everything in the background to even fit that era. Mm-hmm. It's just, and I just think that's so cool that they're able to do that because it, it's not it's not exactly easy. They have to get things that replicate that time period, and it's just. I, I love the way this like the like the Love Witch is shot beautifully because it, it uses a really vibrant color palette. Oh, um, yeah. But like it also stays in some areas quite dark at the same time. But it, it uses very I want to say, depending on what what Elaine's doing, she wears like very unique stuff in terms of, like if she's being sultry, she leans more towards like red, and if she's being a bit more elusive and up to no good, she like leans more towards black. But then when she's like being casual, it's all very pastels and colorful mm-hmm. and when she like goes for tea and cake it's all very like innocent <laughs> i'm an innocent lady <laughs> <laughs> a lot of thought has gone into the colors and like the styling in this movie like that's one of the highlights for me like just how it looks like it just looks like I've, nothing i've ever seen before like and i love the 35 millimeter film photography like it mm. just looks so good um, it's just so well styled and just authentically, you know, dressed in that time period. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really good. And the thing is, too, is that somehow they got the acting down oh. for that era, too. Amazing. And I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, everyone did their homework to how to act in a 60s exploitation movie, you know, like... <laughs> I mean, how do you even act like that? I don't understand how you learn that style. Like, but they did, and it's yeah. so so well portrayed. Especially Samantha Robinson. You know, she just nailed it. Like, just that acting style. And I know we, we talked about it, Luna. Just that that vacant expression. Like, yes, <laughs> just where so... she just like stares. Like she's kind of like daydreaming and stares up <laughs> like in a trance. And I'm just like, I'm sold. It's like, I so know. Cool. So you can good. murder me anytime, yeah. baby. Yeah, I mean, it's oh, it's, yeah. it's very me. Like, I feel my friends say this film is very me. I think I just give up a lot of Elaine vibes, I think. I love it. <laughs> and like, I, like, I don't mean to. I love Listen, if way. I ever find out that you started murdering men, I'd be like, cool, good for her. I <laughs> mean, I mean, Darren admit anything on this podcast. Yeah, what's we'll to say? Unless my lawyer's present. <laughs> <laughs> I just I love the way she just like sits and just holds a cigarette and just like takes slow drags and just stares off into the distance like she's just uh, a goddess. What just... Do you... Oh, sorry, you go, Ashley. Oh no, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say like one of the things that I massively love about the film is Elaine's inner monologues. Like <laughs> yeah. uh, a, yes. a great thing is like when she's first driving into town and oh. she focuses, and then she like knocks her purse and like the three of swords yeah. terracot falls out yeah. to kind of symbolize what like the heartbreak of like when mm-hmm. when when like her ex-husband died and she was just like, What a pussy. He wasn't a man, <laughs> he didn't love me. And I was like <laughs> and it just so shows clips of him like dying. Yeah. I know. <laughs> like as being soon poisoned as that or film something. Started and that that scene came on. I was like, I am going to love this movie. Like <laughs> just right up my street. <laughs> I just feel like her taste in men, not not like um emotionally or mentally, but like physically, the taste that she had was disgusting. Oh, like I yeah. know she was just really trying to go for any guy, but I was just like, ew, can you at least Get somebody sort of attractive. Ugh. So, Sorry. So, 
Those men no, are not. There, there, there's a reason there, there's a reason they've kind of done this. Not not necessarily the way the men look, but in terms of like what what um Elaine represents is this like like we kind of discussed earlier where Annabella was trying, like reading these books where she kind of is like in this very delusional warp sense of like the people she's going for to kind of try and get this love from are people that honestly are not able to give it to her and it all ends up extremely toxic um, uh, kind of yeah, like why okay, yeah. and like she is not able to understand so when she encounters like the very last guy who's not able to be swayed by her spells and magic and she doesn't know what to do she kind of pan- and sees this person as a massive threat which is why she kills him and like takes mm. like something that you don't see is like she's meant to like because she paints it she takes his heart but like they don't, they don't, they didn't film that bit. But it, it kind of is suggested in mm-hmm. the paintings that she's doing in her flat, and she sees, it, and that's uh, like she kind of like is stuck in this trap of like falling for men that just can't really give what she's looking for, and she's kind of doesn't understand how to different like differentiate love and seduction, which is why like there's like she's in this loop and finds herself in these situations because she doesn't know she's just stuck with like extremely horrible men who do not like her or they just lust for her yeah. um, just thinks oh they love me but in reality they just six toxic men <laughs> and she's like poison them and that's why they die <laughs> amazing um yeah something else I... that i thought about was like back then as well in those 60s and 70s exploitation movies a lot of the men were a lot older and like ugly like that oh, they yeah. went for so maybe oh, that was a choice as well. Like, I mean, I, I wouldn't say some of these guys were ugly, but like that was a theme, wasn't it? Especially in films of that <laughs> yeah. time period. Like you're looking at these women, they're all like absolutely gorgeous, like beautiful women. And they're with these like old, like ugly dudes. And you're like thinking like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. Like the, uh, did you guys ever watch like the Frankie and Annette movies from the sixties? Uh <laughs> Don't think they're like the the beach head. the silly beach ones where they get up and they start dancing and they start singing and they're like high school students and all of the men <laughs> look like they're in their forties. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's a thing, wasn't it? They would like <laughs> it was weird. It was weird. It was like... And then they have like these young women who you could mm. totally tell that they're at least you know late teens, early twenties. <laughs> I hate men. Something that I wanted to mention was the whole 60s, 70s exploitation like theme of this movie. Like, I used to watch a lot of Russ Mayer films growing up. Um, you could say that was like my sexual awakening. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen any of his films. What, Russ, what films? Russ Mayer, like he did Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, Faster Pussycat, oh. Kill Kill, uh, Super the Valley Vixens. Of the Dolls. Very I haven't watched any of those. Honestly, I used to love those movies, and you know, it sort of awakens something in me. I was like, they are gorgeous women, and I love the look of this movie. You know, it just it looked incredible, and so watching this was to sort of it unlocked like a memory for me. I was like, oh my god, I've not seen a film like this in ages. Like, I remember those movies. You know, like not only were they like incredibly sexy, but I love the aesthetics of them. You know, like so for this like to be made in 2016. Like, it just did such an incredible job of, like, capturing that. <laughs> so clever. And that's what struck a chord with me in it as well. It sort of took me back to watching those Russ Mayer films. And I was, like, transported back in time. I loved it. Oh, that's a, that's a, such a good shout-out, the Beyond the Valley of the Dolls reference. That's uh, a very good film. Actually, I rec- definitely recommend you watching that. 
I'm going to definitely, yeah. Yeah, sure. so good. It just captures the same sort of vibe. Um, so I wanted to mention as well uh, Elaine's paintings. I love them. I love. I want them in my house. Yes. <laughs> I, honestly, I would. My ideal home is exactly what Elaine has got going yes. on in that flat, and it's just like just it's like everything I want <laughs> in a home. Yeah, same. <laughs> It's I like a love... cultish uh, witch vibe. It's it's very me. <laughs> yeah. So should we touch on like the story then? Um, so what what did we think about the the storyline to this? <laughs> I loved it. I so love much. it. So what I see about her too is that she seems okay. So I don't know how old she's supposed to be in the movie, but like she has like this like na- she's like naive and she thinks that she's being innocent and you're right with the whole like getting love and and um lust pretty much mixed up but a lot of times you know with with girls that's what they're taught um and they start from you know we start from a younger age and we're taught you know like you got to do all this to impress the boys that the boys are mean to you you know that means they like you and so on and so forth so it's like it's really interesting seeing her like what's going on inside of her brain because she thinks that like she's she's going to get this love and then she doesn't and then you know she's like well guess I gotta kill him but it's just like because she was programmed like that and it's just Mm -hmm. crazy crazy to think to me that that how realistic it is because you know we're not all in a witch cult or whatever but it still happens (laughs) that way no it's true I mean a good example is like when she's in the the tea room with Trish and she's like in order to get love you have to give love and Trish is like what on earth are you telling talking about that is so (laughs) that is something the patriarchy has taught you like that is absolutely wrong and like and Elaine's like no that is definitely not true at all and then you know she sees Trish's husband and she's like ah interesting (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love that quote that she says as well. What is it when she's like, oh, let me try and find it now. I think it's in that scene. Um, oh, that was it. Um, according to experts, men are very fragile. They can get crushed if you assert yourself in any way. Yes. <laughs> like... Aw, poor fragile little man. Which, I mean, they kind of hit in a very true area. Like, I, I mean, I've encountered a lot of these men and... Uh, <laughs> Lord forbid you show any sort of uh, independence, uh, like dominance or anything. Jesus Christ, they just do not know how to handle it. <laughs> but again, it all comes down to, like what Ash was saying, is like just taught, it's programmed into you. Like you're kind of very much like taught that this is the the right way to be when it's like extremely toxic and mm. negative. And and to be honest, and not to like you know minimize anybody else's. Um experiences but like in in the christian culture too when i was growing up it was like and um i don't know if my mom's gonna listen to this episode but like my mom did everything for my dad my dad was a pastor my mom did everything for him and like you're just programmed because in the bible it says you know women have to obey their husbands or whatever and it was just always just stuff like that growing up and then i was like um taught to to basically just grow up and be a pastor's wife. And that's what yeah. I was going to do. And and so, like, when I got older and I realized, oh, hey, that's not going to happen. I'm like, oh, I'm like too old now. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do with my life? And it's just crazy to like, to, to I don't know, that experience was just really wild to be told that you basically have to be a slave. 
be your yeah. husband's slave. That's how I'm not saying my mom was my dad's slave. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you know, she, she she was independent in herself, too. But, like, you know, a lot of it was um, getting my dad's meal first. And, you know, she basically just sacrificed her whole self for her family. And and that's what you're taught to do whenever you're in the um, in the Christian uh, life. So it's just weird. Yeah, that's an interesting dichotomy there with, like, the whole witchcraft uh, background to this. Yeah, like, exactly. I know. Yeah. And and that ties into another quote that Elaine says as well. She says, men are like children. They're very easy to please as long as we give them what they want. Yes. Ex- yeah. So. Oh, God. Just... I'm like, Elaine. And then, <laughs> but, you know, a and actually a reverse thing that Elaine does. She's actually the one that's kind of like date raping these men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like literally taking them, like taking them, forcing this drink down them. And then it's like, extri- <laughs> but also in that scene in particular, where they go up to the woods, did you, can, can we talk about that steak that Elaine makes? Did you see I'm, how big those steaks were? I'm a vegetarian. I have no concept of steaks. Yeah, they were like, pretty big. I was like, what on earth is she cooking? And she's like, you go sit down, I'll cook. And she's like, makes this huge, ridiculous dinner. And then they barely feeding him another human she's killed. Kind of just it's absurd. And then they barely eat it. And then this is obviously (laughs) when she goes into like her whole uh, burlesque performance, and it's all very yeah. Oh my god, that's one of my favorite scenes, by the way. Of course it is, Chris. Yeah, of course it is. That like rainbow strip scene. I was like, oh my god, this is just incredible. I'm giving you the rainbow, Chris. like part of me is like, oh, you know, I'm I'm really jealous of her confidence and her like ability to use her power. And then at the same time, I'm like, no, girl, you don't need you don't need a man. Like, it's cool no. to have one. I love Kevin, you know. But at the end of the day, like, if if I needed to be by myself, like, I don't think I would have an issue. Um, yeah, I'd be sad. Making, course, but... making spells and potions for men to fall in love with you. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, I'm good. I don't. I don't. I don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to go back to that, like the sequence in in the uh, the cabin when she takes that fella back. Like that's when the movie just took a turn for me. You know, when he starts getting delirious after the oh, sex. Yes. Like it is so funny. Like I was just like, oh my god, this is hilarious. Like and the fact when she, when he's like going nuts upstairs and she's just sat downstairs like having a cigarette, listening to him scream like, out oh for her. God, can this and... guy just shut up? BC, <laughs> this is like um it's like a very much a the reversal stereotype for like yeah men, for like men because like you know what elaine is doing is like very much what is the stereotypical version of let's say what like the male provider would be doing where they very distant cold having no sign of emotion to it like once they've kind of got what they want they no mm-hmm. longer interested like mm-hmm. that that post-net clarity as they say yeah. um and essentially jerry is the one who becomes extremely emotional and unhinged and not really sure where they stand and ends up becoming like needs Elaine's reassurance even mm-hmm. though Elaine's like completely done with him and they're not interested at all and he just ends up bloody dying <laughs> it's so you know. funny, so and, funny. It, and it's funny too like the concept of her giving these guys these um potions and then they start feeling all their emotions and then they die and yes. I'm like because Unfortunately, guys don't process their emotions uh, as well as us females. And mm-hmm. I feel like 
you know, that's a really funny thing, too, because they, they felt so much and then just had heart failure <laughs> and then just died no, or heart like, or whatever. What is it that relates it? She said, oh, what a baby. <laughs> it's like, when, like, he's dying. She's like, he's not man enough for me, basically. It's like complete, like, completely shuts this man down who's, like, dying. Just throws him in a wheelbarrow and just fucking takes him out. <laughs> yeah, like, and then... So and then buries him. Oh, that... Um, surprisingly, my Instagram handle comes from this film when she makes a witch bottle and kind of buries it. Like what she makes and buries it under like uh, where Jerry dies. It's like a form of protection. Yes. So it's like uh, that's essentially where my Instagram handle came from. Oh, that's nice. awesome. Actually, um, you were mentioning on one of your podcasts, I can't remember which one it was now, but you said something about menstruation and how like that that's not seen in movies like back in the day. Oh, no. And... This is true. Yep. Yeah, so obviously this this touches on that. Like she gets the tampon and sticks it in the bottle. Yeah, and I was like, ew. <laughs> uh, it's not you. Excuse me. <laughs> and then she wheezes in it as well. It's like, yeah. whoa. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I... even even today, it's still not. It's still pretty taboo to have that on screen. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Like, you know, they don't they they imply stuff about that stuff, and they don't, you know. But like in reality, it's. I mean, it's natural. It's whatever. Yeah. And they they show diarrhea on movies all the time. Oh my god! <laughs> I, uh, this is what because like you can honestly, there's only a handful of films that actually like showcase um, menstruation or like periods, or, like tampons, or whatever. Is this not something that is ever really like seen? Like the Love Witch shows it. I honestly think it, like in Norseman, there is like a brief moment where it is like the she wipes yes. menstruation button the guy's face. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like honestly, there's not Mid-summer. a lot of films out there. Yeah, Midsummer is, and but the prop, not really. I can't honestly think of many others where this is actually kind isn't of shown. It, isn't it funny that I got grossed out by that, but not the old man farting in the lighthouse? See, and this is the thing. Like, it's it's such a normal thing for a woman's body to go through that. Um, it shouldn't be like yeah. it's 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 been there for like since the dawn of time really is like you know it's all so i'm like it always surprised me that there's such like disgust that follows it i'm just like what on earth like it's such a natural thing and so weird what did we think about um the storyline with like her coven of witches and that like gross dude in charge like oh like jeffrey so i um i really like this mainly because in it, I mean, there are parts about I don't like because obviously Elaine kind of got involved in this from like her burlesque performance. In performance, she joins this like wicker. They that's mainly what it, it's like a wicker coven, and um, she has to completely submit and surrender herself to um, Jeffrey, like the high priest, which is mm-hmm. why she's very standoffish against him because mm-hmm. Elaine is definitely someone who likes to be in control as much as she likes to showcase the submissive side it's clearly it's adamant that she does not like it when she can't control a situation that being like when she poisons someone or whatever or -hmm. tries to get something out of a man she has that complete control over them but with the high priest of the group you could tell she's like gross I don't like you at all she gets extremely standoffish and she does not support this person which is strange because she is um very much pro man and very much pro patriarchy, just the, her with her mannerisms. Um, so it's very much it's it kind of just goes to show that she just does 
the way she looks at Jeffrey is very different to all the other men in the show. Yeah, it's interesting. I love all those scenes with the coven as well. I think they're really well shot and really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, side note, the girl that plays Barbara, Jennifer Ingram, yeah. uh, liked my post on Instagram, of the Love Witch thing that I posted. <laughs> I, like, oh, I mean, and Barbara was iconic. Barbara is like, you know, you could tell it's the type of lady you'd go to and she'd be able to get shit done. Like, you got, you're in a pinch, you call Barbara, she's that girl. <laughs> and I just, I just love how she, <laughs> it's just like kind of like, she's kind of like only the only friend Elaine kind of has I want to say because you don't really see mm. Elaine bonding she see her bonding with Trish but it's so standoffish and there's no respect there for Trish from Elaine's part but like yeah. Barbara's the only one she actually talks to and has like a positive interact like only woman she talks to and has a positive reaction with yeah I get the feeling that she actually really doesn't like Trish as a friend at all no like, no she does she... not see Trish as a friend at all like I think she just sees Trish as like just there for the sake of being there yeah she's just going through the motions like she's literally just someone to keep her entertained for a little bit when she's got nothing else to do and it's also probably because trish doesn't um you know submit to her husband and it looks you know like maybe barbara does you know like there's that dynamic there where she i think she's like more comfortable with a woman who is on the same levels she is who won't who won't like well, why would you do that? Or you've been brainwashed by the patriarchy, you know, like she doesn't want somebody to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? She doesn't want, oh crap, what's the word I'm looking for? Where basically it's just, um, fighting what she, what her beliefs are. I can't think of the actual word, but. No, um, no, it makes sense though. (laughs) No, absolutely. And, um, she essentially, she kind of orchestrates her friend, like her, like kind of interactions with Trish in order to kind of get closer to Trish's husband, which is ultimately the the man who it kind of is able to resist Elaine completely and able to kind of counteract her magic. Oh wait, no, 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 he doesn't. This isn't this guy. I think this guy ends up killing himself. Yeah, because he's so obsessed with it. Yeah, he gets so he gets to, loses his mind, and yeah. then this spirals Trish into wanting to become Elaine. Oh yeah, that that's it. I completely look, I've got the person mixed up. So, with Trish's like overall encounter with Elaine, it becomes so t- like it becomes very what happens in like I want to say today's society where like Trish feels like because she's lost her husband, she needs to look like Elaine because Elaine is scoring these like bachelors, etc., and she's stunning and she has this like overall very deluded persona about what she needs to be to men. So, like, you see Trish ends up trying to dress up like Elaine and tries to emanate her and tries to be her because she believes that's how, what she should look like as well. And it's, like, a very common thing with, like, today, like, people where they would look at Instagram followers, influencers, etc., and, like, think, oh, I should be that also, when, in fact, it's all, like, an illusion and it's, like, not the case at all. Yeah. yeah. And And this is right before she discovers that, it's her that's been having the affair with her dead husband, yes. <laughs> and it just yes. triggers the most like ridiculous scene where she's like dressed as her, like fighting. Yeah. Her. And <laughs> like, it's so she, funny. Doesn't she slap her as well? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I love this scene. Um, what I've got to mention the weird like midsummer style scene, you know, where like. Um, is it Griff and Elaine like come across her coven in the woods 
and they're like doing like a medieval reenactment. The Renaissance, you... the Renaissance fair, yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say, do you guys not have Renaissance fairs there? No. Um, maybe I don't know. Maybe there's more oh like my God. events, maybe around like Stonehenge's and stuff, but not like we do not do these Renaissance fairs at all. We have no. There's two big ones in Texas. One's during um, like April or March, April, and the other one I think is in like October. And these things are huge here. Huge. <laughs> I have friends that like prepare for all year long and getting like their costumes and everything like that. And when you go to them, when you go to the festivals, I love them. I love them it, to death. There's, there's a bunch of booths and everybody's partying and like the people that work there have to stay in character. Like you can't, like they can't really talk to you like normal. And it's, it's so bizarre. A, Is it, it like LARPing? Yeah, it's exactly. That's exactly what so, it is. And yeah, because that's not really a thing here, is it? Like, it sounds. It kind of sounds like uh, it's like almost like a celebration for the equinox for spring and autumn. So because they, it, it sounds like be. they film like they kind of portrayed in those eras. Because you know, March spring is the start of spring, and then what did you say, October? Or so it's like in autumn. So it's kind of very close to the autumn equinox and spring equinox. So I can imagine that's yeah. probably what's done it. Maybe that's yes. where it all comes from. Yeah. They have mead, which is honey wine. I, I don't know if you guys know. It's so good. Yeah. Um, and then you could get like these giant ass turkey legs and everybody's dressed up and it's beautiful. I don't dress up because I don't I don't have the patience to design costumes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's it's really fun. And um, they have like jousting and all this kind of stuff. It's 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 fun. That's wild. It's a different world over there, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. <laughs> the, the closest I came to that was actually when I was in America, when I went to this like themed restaurant experience called Is it Medieval Times? Or yes, something like that? I love Medieval Times. That's basically that's it's it's that, but it like expanded in these like um, probably like ten or fifteen acres, and there's different booths and people sell their stuff, and you can buy all this like really cool like. Um, Renaissance type stuff. So, like, I have like a goblet or whatever it's called, and it's it's really cool. I'll, I'll send you a picture later. That's it's, it's so crazy. That's cool. Have you heard about these places, Luna? In America, um, these, not, I know like, there's um, some places in this. I know they do it in some parts of Scandinavia, but I think England has it. But mainly, if you visit castles and they have the medieval. Um, they do like they put some like Warwick Castle is a great one I can think of. They portrayed oh. like a battle scene. Yeah, so it's all, but it's all yeah. very much kind of to showcase the castle more than mm -hmm. them. I've actually I don't been know, to yeah. that one at Warwick Castle. I remember it. Um, but yeah, that scene, that scene in the Love Witch is amazing. I love the way it looks. I love the way it's directed and acted. It's so bizarre, and they get like fake married, don't they? Yes. Uh, Mm -hmm. Oh, and you can get married there. Like they have people who are ordained, and they have like this little area that um, it's like an open cab cabin type thing, and it's just really cool. And you can wear all like the Renaissance stuff. I just sent you the link to uh, the website. What it's called? It's called Sherwood Forest Fair. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna take a look at that. <laughs> so whenever we'll you guys go, come, actually. when you come yeah. visit me, I'll take yeah. you. We'll just have to do it in March. Be a hoot. So should we wrap things up with like our favorite scene, favorite shot, stuff like that? I feel like um, I could talk about this movie all day, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
I mean, favourite character, obviously, it's Elaine. I think we'll all oh, agree with that. Oh, no of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is just one of my favourite movie characters of all time now, I think. Like, she's just fascinating and funny and scary and sexy and powerful. Like, it's <laughs> just a, such a unique character. And she's, I love her. she's like, also um, insecure and, and yes. lonely. And it's just this whole, like... I don't know, just cluster of emotions that you feel for her because you're just like, you want to be her, but then you also feel sad for her. And I want to make this movie my whole personality now. So (laughs) join the club. (laughs) What about a favorite scene? Um, Mm. I would, this is, this, this multiple, but the one that really stands out to me is, um, the burlesque performances at the club because like the, it, it, this some of them are just like really elaborate and just very out there and I just I think it's very it's quite fun to watch I generally find it really fun to watch because you know I mean I hands down would definitely go see it like a professional burlesque show because I'm like absolutely oh, yeah, I think they, they're so fun and um and I, I just think it's really like pretty but um I also there's a small minor bit is when you see um, Elaine walk into that wicker shop and she's carrying like a bag of stuff and she's just like strutting down the road and all these men are like turning and looking and whistling and she just goes into the shop but it's just so silly because she doesn't give any of them attention. Yeah. I know, but, <laughs> and, but secretly you know that she's just like, she thrives off of that. Oh yeah, absolutely. You could just see I like she's trying thing. not to look at them but she is just like, you can just tell her aura is just like living for it. Absolutely. There's too, so many scenes I could pick, but I'm gonna, I'll keep it simple with those two. Okay. Ashley, what about you? It's so hard, but um, I don't know. I, I just, I love the Renaissance scene, obviously. And it's really funny because Kevin came in when I was watching it and he came in at that scene and he's like, what is going on? <laughs> and like, so, so I'm telling watching. him about the movie and then it changes to the next scene where it's modern day and he's like, wait this is a modern day movie and I was like he's like it's set in modern day and I was like yeah he's like oh I thought it was I thought it was all modern day but in the 60s (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but I think I think I would like the ending where she stabs the um the detective yes yeah I really love that scene and she's just sitting there at the end with just blood and she's just like holding the knife and I don't know it's just it's it's iconic. That There's shot just so of her, much. like it is just so iconic. Like I just love how she's just again like dazing off into the distance, just holding this bloody dagger. Yeah, like she's, after she's just stabbed Griff to death. And it's almost like she's just embraces like total euphoria from it yeah, because like yeah. she's just like she's she's just like she's destroyed this thing that like resisted her, and then she's like she kind of feels powerful again because she's taking yeah they just destroyed this man and the in the scenery like it's it's she's in california in the movie right is that where she's supposed to be i, I think. think so like, it kind of gives me yeah. that vibe yeah but uh it's it's very similar to like some of the portland and washington um portland oregon and washington state um like towns that i visited just like that really kind of old vibe and everything's really pretty and just like all those really nice like old houses and so like it just really it brings me back to whenever I get to go visit those places and I'm like oh I love it so much awesome 
Um, for me, I mean, obviously, any scene where Samantha Robinson is in underwear or stripping. Oh, here uh, we go. <laughs> but, but I will give a, a special shout out to um, the, the bloody dagger scene at the end. Um, yeah, just everything, everything about it. I love. <laughs> yeah, um, this is this is a. This is a cult classic. In yeah, it is. Amazing. It is cult, I think, because I, I think it's just flown under a lot of people's radar. Absolutely. Like, it's just criminally underrated and just a lost gem, you know, because if it wasn't for you, Luna, I probably wouldn't have come across this movie or watched it. Like, Yeah, no, honestly, this movie needs a lot of traction. Like, Well, not of, like... But, I mean, I kind of like that because it's quite a, it is kind of cool that it's, like, a hidden gem. But mm. I do think it's, it's so much a hidden gem that it is definitely lost in the files, you know? It's definitely feel like people should go out and look for it because it really deserves the attention. Yeah. I mean, I understand if it's not everyone's cup of tea, you know? I wouldn't recommend it to any horror fan. Uh, probably just no. those that have a penchant for 60s exploitation films because it won't hit home for anyone else, you know? No, uh, absolutely. But I absolutely adore it, you know. Yeah. I'll forever be in debt to you, Luna. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I and... will be um, coming to collect the... the... <laughs> I will be coming to collect, thank you. I, I love it too because I love, like, classic movies. Like, I love um, Breakfast at Tiffany's, you know, Holiday and in Rome just, or Rome, Roman holiday. And um, just like that kind of, that kind of vibe of movies, even though those aren't, aren't technically, I mean, those aren't horror movies at all, but um, it's just that really pretty cutesy doe eyed kind of, I don't know, just vibe that is just really has always stuck with me. Yeah. This is definitely one that I'll rewatch constantly now. I was watching <laughs> it before we, uh, before I'm we started. Good. Thank you. This is exactly all part of the plan. You've made me obsessed. But Good. yeah, um... it's Elaine spell. To can you just be you? Can, you can be our cult leader now. Like, <laughs> well, I'm not I mean, bloody Jeffrey. That does no, 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 no. That's what I was gonna say. Like, oh, I wanted to touch back on that too, real quick. Just real quick. It's it's really funny because he he's trying to teach these women how to have, um, you know, empowerment and, uh, to get what they want. But at the same time, he's like taking advantage of them and like yeah. being disgusting and foul. And it's just, it's that, it's like contradiction. And well, he's, he's, it's he's the head of a cult leader. So, I, yeah. You know. Well, it's more of a coven than a cult. They're not operating, <laughs> but like, you know, I know what you mean though. Yeah, it's it's just it's wild to see because like you're right. Whenever she she's around him, she has a much different vibe. And it's because I think she knows, like, she knows that he is is doing that kind of stuff and taking advantage of that little bit of, of every single woman. Yeah. And, uh... He's almost so. brainwashing everyone. Yeah, no, he's, he is. Like... He's, he's kind of manipulating these girls because a great example is, um, you see the two young dancers, Star and Moon, you know, iconic mm-hmm. ladies, who are like, he kind of welcomes them, like, oh, these, they are new to the, the whole thing, you know? And like you can tell straight away, I think um, Elaine picks up. She's just like, oh, the you know, she really doesn't like um, him meeting these like with these girls. And I think if like Elaine had a her way, I reckon Jeffrey would be out of the picture completely. Um, but he is the leader, so she I think she can't really she probably can't do anything about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's- I would kick him out definitely, and then just have a whole coven of women. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, deluded woman being like, I have to serve my husband till uh, giving in order to get get life. I have to give everything. (laughs) I mean, given, I mean, to be honest, like I like doing things for Kevin, but it's because I like it. It's not because I have to. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I want to. Oh no, of course. Like, and and that's the thing. Like, you don't like you definitely don't definitely more than welcome to do whatever you want for your partner. But like. I think it's the mindset that's behind is what's important yeah it's just scary like whenever you do meet women like that and you know I felt like a lot of influencers are like that too and and um I I think it's dangerous it's dangerous for for little um you know for little kids or just in general even like teenager I don't know it's just dangerous it just makes no it is no I absolutely agree with you actually there's a lot of layers to this movie that you can yes. di- dissect it bit by bit because I, f- I do feel like Annabella is trying to say a lot of different things in this yeah. movie. There's a lot of subtext and we could talk about it for another hour and a half. We just have like a whole Love Witch series on, on Patreon where we just talk about this movie <laughs> yeah. and just dive deep into we it. We just watch it again. Every <laughs> talk about it. <laughs> Something that I wanted to mention before we wrap things up though, obviously... I became obsessed with Samantha Robinson after I watched this movie, much to Abby's despair. I was basically jaw on the floor watching this movie. And I, you know, I mentioned to you, Luna, about how she looks a lot like Lana Del Rey. And that was part of of my obsession. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God, she's like Lana Del Rey, but better, which I didn't think was humanly possible. So obviously I went on Instagram to find Samantha Robinson straight after I watched this movie. And I was shocked to find that she's now had a nose job and she looks nothing like she does in this film anymore. <laughs> like, the, it's bizarre. Like, um, and obviously from a misogynistic male standpoint, that's, uh, <laughs> that's made me sad because she doesn't <laughs> look the same anymore. <laughs> but I just found it really strange because um, she actually had the nose job because of the Lana Del Rey comparisons, she got sick of it, and yeah. Oh man, just... if I looked like Lana Del Rey, I would rule the world. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're not a fan of Lana Luna. <laughs> no, I was gonna say, oh god, <laughs> is, is it because yeah. she's super problematic? <laughs> it's just I just think she just gives off like I'm a privileged white girl, and yeah, like it's just kind of like I have all these problems, and yada yada. I'm just like. You kind of don't though. Like, it's yeah, like you she, kind of have everything at your disposal. <laughs> it's it's like she she's like um, the epitome of this movie because a lot of her songs are like you know if mm. if I don't have your love I'm gonna die basically. Yeah. I, I am on Chris's side though. I I do love me some Lana. I know she's super problematic, but like when I need to be in a certain vibe, I have to put her music on. <laughs> But yeah, I, mean, I I get it. You know, I by all means, I, I just think there's just something about this. I think it's just some of the things that she preaches I'm just a bit like yeah you're she's, kind of she's a gross. privileged white person it's kind yeah, of a bit she, like you come from a big some, background some definitely some gross things but it's like um, Morrissey like I don't necessarily agree yeah. with everything he says but I love he's the he's an asshole <laughs> but his music oh let me sing to me baby but yeah, um, I think we should wrap things up. We could talk about this forever. But yes, um, absolutely. <laughs> thank you so much again, Luna, for coming on the pod. It's been so much fun. My pleasure. Um, yeah, thank can, you so much. Where can people find your podcast online? Um, so we are all over the place, really. So um, you can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram at um, Drunken Horror Podcast. 
Uh, and you can also find me there as well, especially if you're um, a suitor who is looking for love, like Elaine. <laughs> so yeah, no, honestly, like all social, like you can reach us out on all social medias, you know, um, Twitter, Instagram, or like the main ones. Um, we always welcome people to come reach out if they have any questions or suggestions for us. So by all means, what come listen if you want to listen to three women just getting drunk and talking about horrors that they like. Yes, <laughs> go, like and, the best. I go love and it. check it out. I love it. Um, I will say though, it's it's funny because I almost didn't listen to the pod. It came on my radar, and I saw the name. And I, I it kind of put me off and I thought it's just going to be like three neckbeard dudes getting drunk and like <laughs> <laughs> trash no, talking, you know, like, and I was just that like, that's like the last worst. thing I want to listen to. <laughs> and I was pleasantly surprised when I put it on. I was like, oh, my God, the, this is great. This is conversation that I want to listen to. You know? Thank I you. Love, well, I love having women. three I love beautiful, gorgeous about. women. Is oh, just like, oh you, don't you flatter us. You're going to no, blow, like, blow, blow up my egos. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just wanted to mention that I, lo- I love your show and keep up the good work. Yeah, like yeah. honestly, like Alice does such a bloody good job with the podcast. I, like She kind of definitely like hones in me and Rebecca. Like Rebecca's again, smart as hell. And like her analogies about film and stuff is actually always extremely interesting. And I'm just basically the horny slut on the thing. Well, not, <laughs> not, not, not so much horny slut, but you know, I, I'm I'm just a bit like a vulgar-minded individual. What can I say? You're the so, mouth of the part as well. The, 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 the no, mouth but it, and it hair. works. You guys all three vibe so yeah, well, it's, and I love yeah, it. And, you know, it's nice because I've known Alice for a long time, so obviously getting to know Rebecca as well has also been, you know, fantastic. So it kind of just it just worked out so well, and. Oh yeah, we've been really enjoying it. Like speaking to you guys as well has always been, has been like extremely nice. No, it's awesome. Yeah, great to be part of the the community. And uh, if I ever come down to Brighton, I'll hit you up. <laughs> yeah, likewise. If I, I I was in Manchester for my thirtieth, so I could have like, hit you. I think you're in Manchester. It's Liverpool. Oh wait, why did I think it, Manchester? My bad. It's <laughs> close, it's close enough. It, close yeah, enough. Close, close to Manchester. <laughs> I'm always in Manchester anyway. Oh, fair um, enough. Yeah, I, I'll do the same. Yes, of course um yeah but as for us you can go to horrorhomeschool.com for links to everything including all of our socials and where you can listen to the show you can also pick up some merch we've got a new tea public store so go and check that out and um special shout outs to field mouse ryan john nicole and peter we love you guys thank you for your continued support personal social media stuff you can follow me on instagram at chris j wakefield and me at underscore baberham lincoln underscore and we me will be witch bottle. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you can plug in. I'll plug in. <laughs> go on, go on. No, I was just saying, me at witch bottle, you know, especially if you're hot. <laughs> especially. With all that appropriate especially. handle. <laughs> I know. So good. <laughs> we will be back soon with another episode. And remember, I'm the love witch and I'm your ultimate fantasy.